Previously, on the Adventure Zone Ethersea. Vivo la mer? It's, uh, it's Zooks. But that is me, yes, Amber Grey. You all have 48 hours to acquire a ship. We already got something that needs doing. All right, my name's Guthrie. Uh, I'm an archaeologist. I was part of a crew that uh, mutinied on my last job, and I haven't had a chance to hire a new team, but there's this this opportunity. There's a uh, an old gallery that's from an old hominine citadel, and it just fell through the Hallocline. We get there. I, I, you know, recover what I can from the gallery, and I get back. We may have a pirate thing or two, but I can't sail this big, big, awesome ship by myself, so let's roll out. Amber, I think we both agree that I don't think this is his boat, but it is our boat, and we do need this money. We are doing this job, right? You all, Why did Mona send you if you all can't pilot a ship? Like, what do you even fucking do? As he's saying that, you see... Uh, a hatch open up in the ceiling of the bridge behind him, and from it a cube made out of what appears to be just bright white hard light uh, drops down and then it flashes red a few times, and then it starts spinning violently, and then it launches with tremendous force in your direction. Y'all got cube problems. Y'all got uh, attack, attack cube problems. Oh, wait, I know this one. Griffin, roll to gleam. Roll to, oh, <laughs> man. Gleam cube. That's cute. Um, actually, why not the three of you roll initiative? Because you're being attacked right by cube? A, a sentient glowing cube. Oh, yeah, baby. That's an 18 plus one. 19. 19 total. Wait, what do you mean total? Well, I rolled an 18 plus oh, one. initiative. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I what rolled do I mean? Nine. Total? Wait, hold on, Dad. Did you mean what does the word total mean? I ain't good at my sums. Oh boy. Uh, no, I got a nine. And Amber. And just logging in <laughs> to my sheet. All we, right. Have we leveled I've up? I've activated. Yet? I've activated the. Uh, Interface, as you say. And here comes a roll. I've gotten an eight plus two, ten. Ten. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Uh, to answer your question, Dad, no, you haven't leveled up. It's oh. been one episode. Uh, <laughs> chill out. Uh, okay. So we are going to start with Divo Lemont. You are. Uh, you are you are all standing sort of in the doorway to the bridge. Uh, Guthrie has his back to this uh, to this cube uh, that is, uh, it's like two, two feet tall, two feet wide, but it is rotating, I mean, at, at, at 
a, a, a terrible speed and sort of soaring toward you, but you get the first action here, Devo. Is it like talking? Is it, does it seem sentient? Uh, do you, uh, why don't you roll an arcana check for me? Excellent. I'm good at that. This is just seeing what you know, so this this won't be your action. As an 18 plus four, 22. Dang. Okay, so you, uh, Devo, uh, we kind of covered in the last episode, you guys don't have uh, extensive shipboard experience, um, but you know enough about sort of magic stuff, uh, and especially about hard light stuff, which is kind of the purview of the parish, to know that this is a sprite. And sprites are crystal clear, refreshing on uh, hot summer day. Fucking forget it. Uh-huh. Uh, sprites are sort of artificial, very, very, very limited artificial intelligent uh, constructs that uh, often are used for very simple tasks, uh, uh, specifically aboard ships. Uh, okay. So the way that this sort of dropped down from the ceiling when you all entered the bridge and f- sort of flashed red and now is attacking you, you assume it is a security sprite. Um, okay, great. But you also know enough about hard light to know that it is it is hard, and if this thing like crashes into you, it will be like a you know somebody just threw a, a, a metal box into your torso. It's gonna hurt. Okay, then I uh, Devo's gonna do a spritz of the, of the old uh, prestige spray. Okay. What do you do? And close his eyes, and his lips begin to barely move. Um, and you do not hear this; those around him, but the sprite does. He's going to hear as he casts dissonant whispers. Okay, or attempts to. Let's see. Tell us all uh, about dissonant whispers. So you are going to need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, not this thing's strong suit. That was my hope. Uh, yeah, that is a nine. Okay, yeah, you're gonna fail. So you're gonna take three d6 damage. Okay. Uh, And uh, you are going to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Okay, Uh, roll that damage. Oh boy. Okay, so four, five, six. That's 15 points of damage. Oh my God. What an Uh, incredible damage roll. Thank you. I am also going to use my bardic inspiration on Amber uh, that is going to grant her an extra 1d6. Uh, you can use that to add it to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Uh, this can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. Cool. Um, that is appreciate that. great news. Uh, but before Amber can go- Oh, wait. Go- and then for my move- I'm oh, going yeah. to duck behind Zooks. Okay. Because uh, yeah, I am a, just a waif of a lad. <laughs> sure, am... just a sweet sweet little tissue paper doll. Yes. Okay, next up actually is the security sprite. Your, your attack did psychic damage, which I don't know how to resolve that for a thing that doesn't have a brain. So it's like it's, it's programming got kind of weird. So it definitely takes kind of a strange arc from where it was flying at the three of you. And... It uh, it is going to sail over Guthrie's shoulder, and because of this weird arc, it is coming towards Zooks, and it's simply just like while rotating, it tries to crash into you, uh, right into your chest, Zooks, and does a fourteen hit your AC? No. Oh wow. Okay. It uh, then it sails into your chest, and you are able to kind of just like. 
grab it and push it away and not take the, the brunt of this damage. But as it sails away, it makes a second attack uh, flying towards Amber. Now it's just kind of ping-ponging around the room. Amber, same thing. It's just going to try to come crashing down on your head. Okay. Does a... That's better. Uh, 18 hit your it AC. Does, it does indeed. Okay. While swirling around, uh, crashes into your head for three points of bludgeoning damage. And it goes soaring away from you after that. And uh, next, you are up, Amber. Uh, I'm going to punch it. Okay. So monks stuff. <laughs> monks have uh, a, punching a, and kicking. Punching and, and kicking. But I believe you have some stuff available to you, like from level one, because monks are able to attack a bonus time. If I'm not mistaken. I'm going to punch it twice. All right. Ooh. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Wait. Punch and a kick. Oh, shit. All right. The classic cube combo. We love it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, here comes an attack. The first attack. Now, do I get my bonus whether or not... No, just if I make it, the attack. It doesn't, it doesn't need to hit for me to get my bonus, right? Uh, right. Okay. First attack is a eight. Probably not, right? Uh, no, that does not hit the... Wait, I get to add a D6 to that, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you'd like, yeah. It's a waste, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let me think. It's a waste. It would be, How tough does this thing look for a cube? Of uh, cubes I've seen. It, I would t- it is statistically quite improbable that you could make that work. I would, okay. I would save your inspiration. Would you say like a one out of six chance? Maybe like a one would. out of six chance that it would hit. <laughs> Not to get to. Yeah, I want to save it for this next roll that is a bonus unarmed strike and that is so much better it's a 13 now i will add that d6 yeah go ahead and do, add that d6 the 13 does not quite hit plus six. Oh, yeah a 19 yeah, there it is that's a 19 that's a big one yeah was this the punch or the kick that connected that okay so the punch misses right right and she's like damn it and then it d- turns it is like Ha 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 ha! I imagine I like here, the, the the sprite from Tron. You know right, what I mean? That's yeah. An, yes. No. Uh, so then it's like trying to be all cool, and then I kick it right in its face. The side, the face side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about a cube is it got six faces. The the, the cube has six faces. The sequel has the mirror has two faces. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that's a five of damage. Ooh, that's nice. Okay, this thing is now starting to slow its rotation, and it is sort of flying around the room even more erratically. Guthrie is up next. Guthrie is going to take a step back, and he's going to say, you all all take care of this, and he uh, shuts the door to the bridge. Huh. Uh, And that is his... Uh, incredibly brave. Is this aboard the ship? Sorry, it's been yeah, a cool you, you are uh, aboard the ship. You were just outside the bridge. Guthrie sort of walked in there before. So now the he one that he of... kind of claimed was his ship. Yeah. It's, oh, it's definitely his ship. Uh, so that just leaves Zooks. Oh, <laughs> Zooks is going to shoot it with his crossbow. Yeah. All right, Zooks. The first of what I assume will be many crossbow shots. Oh, unless he breaks his crossbow, he gets a critical <laughs> failure and it breaks. Why? No, I think if he gets a critical failure, he just he he shoots and the arrow bounces off the wall and shoots him in his own coral butt. Yeah, ooh, which is all right. An incredibly important body part for uh, yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, I first have to roll to see if I hit it. Correct. Correct. 
And that would be a six plus five. That's an 11. That is unfortunately not good enough to hit. Uh, the Bardic Inspiration, is some, is that something that, I guess if you had to do it before battle, you could kind of juice everybody up, but you can't well, do it. Well, I can only do it one, one at a time. Right, it's, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, your bolt goes flying out of the crossbow, and uh, this, this cube is still spinning fast enough to just kind of, like, glance it off its side. Uh, and Darn! It falls, falls to the floor, uh, bringing us back up to the top of the order, Devo. Uh, so Devo looks at the cube in its six faces uh, and says, you are a very stupid cube and nobody likes you very much and uh, you uh, should be embarrassed because of who you are and cast vicious mockery. Yeah, I'll uh, say. And, I'm sorry, a wisdom saving throw. This is just a cantrip, correct? Uh, correct. Well, say, I think for cantrips, we can say like they don't require much energy so it's just like the salt in your body yeah you don't have to like residual yeah let's see uh that's a 12 that uh does not uh my my uh wisdom is a 13 or that's my spell save 13 so you're going to take 1d4 of damage which is uh one uh but you uh yeah uh you have disadvantage on your next attack roll uh okay which is not going to happen because this thing only had one hit point left. Ah, uh, I embarrassed it to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing said, oh, geez, I am dead. I did my best. And then the light disappears and now it's just like a, a sad little gray box. Uh, with some smoke pouring out of it, and it falls to the ground and it explodes, but not in like even a big, cool, dangerous way. It explodes in a really stupid way. Um, <laughs> and you all won your first battle. Uh, you hear yeah! Guthrie. You hear Guthrie from behind the the door in the bridge say, "Is it done? Did you fi- did you finish?" Yeah, thanks for all the help, friend. He opens the door to the bridge and peeks out. He says. Yeah, I mean, if I could have done stuff like this myself, I wouldn't have needed a, a crew, but it looks like you all got it handled. Uh, so, uh... Should should we assume that this is not your ship? What are you talking about? Well, why would a security system attack us and you if this is your ship? He said, I told you, my my last crew, they, they mutinied during our uh-huh. last mission, and I, I, I don't know, they have it out for me. They must have set a trap. I'm going to roll insight. Okay. Well, that's a 16 plus 4, 20. That was a lie. He has yeah, just okay. told he has just told a major fibaruski to you. Um Devo does a little spritz and is going to cast charm <laughs> person. Uh so you are going to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's three. I think for these kinds of saving throws I'll make them public. Okay. That is a 12 plus 3, 15. Ah, he passes. He has not been charmed. Did you just try to charm person me? Yes, because you are lying to us, and I do not trust you. And so uh, here is the deal. Now that you know I was trying to uh, charm you, um, Zooks, my very large coral friend here, can shoot you with his... No, wait, Mm -hmm. there's a part two. uh, With his crossbow... Okay. Uh, and and we can get off the ship 
and think of something else. Or you could tell us the truth. He said, fine, I'll tell you the truth, but but come in here, please. And he walks into the bridge and starts uh, flipping some switches, turning turning stuff on, getting a little pre-launch procedure going. And he said, fine, this, this isn't my ship. It's my stepdad's ship. And he doesn't know that I'm using it. But I wasn't lying about the job. There really is a gallery out there that, that has fallen through the Halocline, and it's got some works by the great masters in it. If we can find it and, and get that stuff back here, I'll make sure that Mona gets you your commission, and I'll, I'll give you some of the, the, some of the earnings too, okay? I'm sorry I lied. It's just my stepdad's kind of a hard ass, and I didn't want him to get pissed off at me. Oh, you should have just said this. Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, I'm not a people person. Amber, what are you thinking? Hey, I can understand why he would lie. I guess. I don't know. I don't want to kill anybody today. Oh. I understand, Dukes, but there's not a lot, whole lot of people running around anymore, and I, I don't much want to spill blood if we could avoid it. This so makes sense, Not yes. even kneecapping? I mean, okay. No, no, I don't really fine. have I don't really have blood or kneecaps for what it's worth. And boy, you're a you're a, a really angry one, aren't you, pal? Well, no, <laughs> no, not in the least bit. I mean, uh, although I would have cause to. I mean, so far you've lied to us and abandoned us to almost be killed by a cube. But hey, I'm a very forgiving creature. I would say with Zuzuks, it is a matter of uh, you know the uh, when all you have is a hammer. Uh, he has a crossbow, and sure. so everything is a target. Yes? Um, well, that might come in handy, depending on how this job goes. So he flips over a couple more switches, and you hear the engine of this 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 huge, essentially uh, turbo yacht sort of come to life. And he says, all right, so uh, we were interrupted earlier. Does anyone even know sort of the base? Does anybody have their learner's permit for ship operation? Anybody want to take a swing at the wheel here? I will yeah. drive if no... Amber, oh, you yeah. want to? No, please. By all means. I will try. It seems like fun. I've never uh, driven before. Um, but uh, there's a first time for everything, and I am happy to give it a shot, huh? He sighs, and he says, Okay, yeah. Um, sit down. You, you two, check out the ship, familiarize yourself with the, 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 you know, the facilities, the different decks, and because if, you know, if, if we have to get in, get into some undersea fisticuffs or ships to cuffs, then y'all are going to need to know where the guns are. So ships to cuffs sounds like somebody fighting a boat, a man yeah. fighting a boat. And I'm into that. It might get, yeah, to, yeah, it yeah. Might, we might get to that point at some point. Uh, okay. Guthrie sits you down at the, uh, at the, the wheel. I don't know if it's a wheel. We haven't really talked about what the control apparatus for a, a ship like this is. Well, it wouldn't be a wheel, right? Because we're not only dealing with forward and backward, left and right, right? Yeah. Because we're in water, we're going up and down. It's probably more akin to a, uh, a flight, like control stick right. situation. Okay, but you would need all right. And the, no, but then but there's a lever too. There's a lever for upsies and downsies. And that's I think it's a what if it's a sphere? Ooh, a sphere like is like a, a sphere that's sort of 
uh, floating. In, in oh, a, like in, golden tea, like a golden tea, like game. a golden have, tea golf machine. No, it's like it, it's like so it's like imagine that, but if you could reach underneath it too, so it's like in three dimensions, like you can move the sphere up and down and rotate the sphere. That's good, and also like move it up and down. It's just sort of like suspended magnetically, right, in a circle, and you reach your hand in the circle, and you could turn it. Or like move it up or down, tea. like a golden tea, like a futuristic golden tea with magic. Yeah, in the future, uh, future tea. future golf is the only sport, and right. golden platinum tea is the only future <laughs> arcade game. Fine, yeah. Fair, uh, and one of the stars of Law and Order. That's that's something. Uh, okay, <laughs> Diva, why don't you just make an intelligence check for me? Uh, how intelligent is Devo? Oh, not bad. Uh, that is an 11 total. 11 total. Okay, you you understand enough to, uh, you feel like you get it. You feel like you kind of understand what's going on here. And yeah. the rest of you are uh, checking out the ship. And uh, Guthrie says, let's get a move on and we can sort of uh, talk things through as we go. Uh, and he leans over you, uh, Devo, and presses down on the sphere, and for the first time, you all sink down below spot J117, down below the gills, and into the seemingly infinite expanse of the ether sea. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What, influencer? 
doesn't do that. I ask you, I'll wait. That's right, none of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. <laughs> okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven, sometimes you gotta raise a little hell. <laughs> that's the tagline! <laughs> Check out Story Break every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Pretty sweet, huh? So, Who are you talking to? <laughs> you guys! So you don't ever quite get used to about being out in it. At least I don't. I've never been in it, so I cannot speak to this, but uh, so far it is uh, beautiful and also uh, my anus is very tight. <laughs> you should sit down. Mm. If you're not used to this, um, it's going to get a little uncomfortable for you. In what for a way? Bit. This is foreboding? What, do you, what could this possibly mean? I feel like if you have never been out, if he has never been outside, of the stationary bases, 
this would be beyond disorienting. That's I mean, like, true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like motion, this kind of motion would not be, if he's literally never been in a ship before and he's lived his entire life in the base, like, I feel like this would be very disorienting. Yeah, for sure. It's the Maybe first time experiencing. Throw. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Everybody, you know what? Uh, everybody make a constitution. You not know. Amber. She doesn't have to. That's why I came up with it. I'd say Amber. Amber, you have advantage. Advantage. Zooks, Fair. Zooks, you don't have to roll at all. I feel like Zooks is was yeah. was born in the ocean, uh, and also doesn't have an inner ear to yeah exactly <laughs> to have equilibrium. Good point. Good point. Uh, okay. All right. So Amber, what check? Uh, constitution, constitution save. save. Well, Diva uh, rolled a fifteen. I, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I got a fourteen plus one fifteen. Oh no! Oh, that's a critical failure, but you do have advantage, Amber. An eight. Oh, God, wow. it's been too long. It's been too long yeah, since I've Amber done talks, this. I'm not feeling great. Amber talks mad shit, but Devo seems to be okay as he uh, takes over the sphere and starts to pilot the ship. And Amber, you you start to feel a little little nauseous. Yeah, do we have any of those patches down. on board? Could they? Scopolamine. So, no, yeah, so. you might. You haven't. You all haven't really. Uh, the 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 two other members of the crew. You all haven't exactly uh, checked checked things out. So I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, once once this sort of nausea passes, I want to take. A lap around the ship, kind sure. of get my bearings. Uh, okay, can we, let me ask you this: Do we have any? Uh, do they have any way to communicate with each other? Uh, yeah, we have shell phones. Well, when you're when you're on the ship, just assume you can speak to anybody else on the ship at any time. The the communications are system. yeah, uh, and then there's also all, most ships are also equipped with a, a tone wheel that's like long distance, able to communicate with. A broadcast station in Founders Wake, or with other you know ships that sort of accept the the hail. But if you guys are on the same ship, you can talk to each other. Don't, don't okay. Sweat the, the reason I'm asking is is there um, a, a way that um, Devo can can see? I mean, is there like a viewport? Is there a screen of some yeah, kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're at the wheel, you can see in front of you. Every ship has a sensor. Uh, we're, we will cover sort of ship mechanics as we go. I don't want to just dump okay. a bunch of explanations, but uh, all ships are equipped with a sensor, which is responsible for basically like targeting and sighting and, you know, just being able to view outside of the ship. So, And there's no like automatic pilot or anything like that. It's got to be the, the helm has to be manned at all time. I mean, that technology probably exists, but it is not on this on this ship. Okay. Okay. So uh, as as you all walk around, like this ship is as sort of nice as you would expect it to be. The crew quarters here are very posh, uh, and the the kitchen is stocked with with copious uh, rations, like and and the good stuff too. There's definitely a sliding scale there, and this is on this is on the higher end. There's the other sort of usual stuff. There's an engine room. There's a cargo hold which is fairly empty. There's mostly uh, gear for sort of repair and upkeep uh, for, for the ship here, not not any other sort of cargo. But yeah, it, it is a well-stocked ship. The gunnery deck has like a lot of stuff on it. Uh, it is it is well-outfitted for defense. Uh, you find a, a, a recall pod, which is basically like an automated escape uh, pod that will automatically pilot itself back to Founder's Wake after it is launched out. Uh, there's a salvage claw for whatever you might need a salvage claw for uh, out in the ocean. It is a, a it's a fancy little vessel. Definitely nicer than the stuff you were looking up back at uh, back at Mona's Hall. Uh, where did where did Devo where uh, Devo's piloting? Uh, Zooks, where are you? Like, where do you think you're hanging out? 
I think uh, Zooks is going down to the uh, the belly of the ship, the bottom of the ship. Okay. Um, to see if there's a moon pool. Mm. Um, Zooks has to uh, refresh himself. Has to yeah, he has to you know emerge. Has to get into submerge himself in in the actual waters right of, of the ocean. And if there's a moon pool. He'd be able to do that without, yeah. you know, like being swept away. He could dip his toes in. Yeah, there is. There is. In fact, one of the things that this ship is equipped with, if you take a look at the sheet that I shared with all of you, is uh, permeable barriers. So all of the sort of like entrances and exits to this ship have this sort of energy barrier that allows, you know, creatures and objects to pass through, but it keeps ether sea water out. But you can sort of dip dip down into it. Yeah, to, uh, I mean, refresh. I figure. Yeah, I think he could probably hold on to the edge, or maybe there's a bar or something, sure, yeah. you know, to uh, kind of uh, dunk himself in. And I, I would say that he probably has some form of propulsion in the water, but it certainly is not going to be able to keep up. No, 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 with no, the, no, no, no. Uh, dreams yeah, no. Of Deborah. This dreams of Deborah is sailing like a beautiful bird or fish, a beautiful fish, okay. a dolphin. So I think that's what he does. And okay, and and would this. With this craft, did you say that there were like maybe submersibles, small one, two man? No, person? there's no sort of individual craft here. There's no uh, vapor okay. suits uh, to, to speak of. What you're in is basically like the hatch underneath the salvage claw uh, down right. in the, the cargo bay. Uh, okay. as, as you like come up from one of these sort of like splashes, Guthrie is there waiting for you. And he says, uh, how you doing? How you doing there, bud? Um. I, I feel much, much better, much, uh, much more uh, refreshed. Uh, yeah. Much more uh, kind of laid back. I, I, I get a little um, antsy when I've been out of the water for too long. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to bleach. Um, My still armor has to kind of, you know, refill and, you know, pump, pump water around in me. So, yeah, I, I needed that. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry I was a little brusque earlier. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. I can tell you're kind of new, and I, I know how tough it can be when you're new. So not not for nothing, but you, you may want to rethink your strategy of sticking a crossbow in everyone's faces that you meet, especially oh. when you're in the city, because the... The chaperones do not look too highly on that kind of behavior. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. I appreciate your constructive criticism. That's that that's helping me. That's going to help me, you know, interact with other beings. I I really do appreciate it. My, I, I'll 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 try to do better. It's. I mean, it it is what it is. It's 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 tough. Impulse control. Especially right after you amalgamate, it takes sure. it takes some. It's a the steep learning curve, but yeah, and and you know, and to be honest, you you did kind of you know mess with us a little bit. I mean, you were kind of dishonest and and you know, kind of hung us out to dry with the whole running away thing. I understand what you said, you know, about if you you know could do all this, you you'd have a crew, but you know, I think that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. He smiles and he says, or, you know, whatever the Brynar equivalent is, and he says, yeah, it's a, it's a balance working with a crew and also watching out for, for number one. But 
I uh, I enter at this point. Can I enter? Yes. The scene. What's amalgamate? Oh, um, I heard you all talking. What what's amalgamate? Sure. So, you know the the Einar, their spirits have to combine and to to you know pilot one of these beautiful babies. And he sort of holds up his arm in front of him and says, uh, "You mean the ship? No, our bot, our bodies, our coral frames." Yeah, that's a tr- pretty trippy way of thinking about it. Piloting your body. Yeah, I really thought about it before. I guess we all are, aren't we? Oh, careful. Okay, so there's like God, yeah. I'm freaking out. Yeah, there's a sort of existential dread that comes along with this process. That sort of mortals are not necessarily ready to 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 surf that particular wave. Yeah. yeah wanna, oh my God! I've I set up a whole on. thing. Amber's right. It is kind of freaky. Oh, no, no, no. Don't trip out on well, it. Well, no, I mean, think about it. If I lived on, it's fine. We're just it's like just on different. the waves of, of oh. Devo I'm going to have to redunk. Can I redunk real quick? Devo comes over the radio. Uh, I am going to do a flip. So everybody, no, hold I gotta on. Go. I got to go. Hell yeah. No, I have Ooh. to stop. Uh, he Come on, shit birds. He's doing flips. Uh, Guthrie goes to run out of the room. As he does, he shuts the moon pool and he says, we have an ether shower in the crew quarters, by the way. You don't have to go outside the ship to get... Okay, I have to... And he takes off uh, as the ship's yaw starts to uh, starts to adjust. Here, we are going to have our first random encounter. Anytime you all take a ship uh, out of the city away on a mission, you will encounter something along the way. And maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Like ice cream. Maybe it's ice cream. Maybe. Is it really random? It is random. I have, uh, inspired by the wild magic table uh, that we used so many times from last season, I have prepared an enormous list of events uh, that may transpire <laughs> that you all are going to roll on a table uh, to see what you get. You're going to roll a I don't D. Know what else you would roll uh, on. Uh, you're going to roll a, d- <laughs> well, a, t- a, a oh, I get spreadsheet it. table. Um, your ship has a stat. Well, it has many stats. So one of its stat is called readiness. This is a measurement of, as you might expect, how, how ready you are, how well equipped you are, how informed you are about the mission that you are on. Uh, some, you know, modifiers are positive and some are permanent. Like Zooks, in your character sheet, you've chosen sort of, I forget the exact parlance, but but you are an expert at Mariner. Uh, Mariner, at oceanic sort of environments. And the way that mm-hmm. I have sort of included that here is just Zooks permanently adds plus five to readiness. That is a, a permanent thing for Zooks because he kind of knows his way around. Uh, this ship, Dreams of Deborah, has an improved crew quarters, so it, it gets a bonus there. The rations give you a bonus. Other stuff you might have. Uh, I've also marked off minus five for inexperienced crew because the Fair. three of you have never gone on a mission before. So all of those different modifiers will total you know what the the total readiness bonus is and that is what you add to your d100 roll very low rolls will be catastrophic very high rolls could sort of permanently change your fortunes in this world um i'm going to say juice why don't you make the first the first roll to do this you uh click that die and click the two dice next to each other for a d100 roll and we'll as see the what happens. oldest brother and the best father among the four of us, as wow. the, I'm sure we've all recognized okay. him. Uh, uh, with excuse that, me? 
Well, okay. You raced podcasters, bud. Calm down. Yeah, man. <laughs> you did. You had three chances, and all you achieved was podcasting. Not a lawyer years. or a doctor or anything. Yeah, not a single actual contribution. I'm, I'm going to remind you of this conversation in, in 2041. Right. One of us could have been an architect, something yeah. that contributed something. in some way. Helpful to we're the architect. We're the architect of incredible fantasy. <laughs> I am on. I am on Tinder hooks, awaiting this D one hundred roll. I have been anticipating this. Oh, for sorry, a long time. was us okay, having fun right, playing right. the game, no, taking away no, no, from no, no, your Travis. He's right. Okay. He's right. He's right. People come here for numbers. Let's and this is going to be a big one potentially. It's a big. A I mean, let's let's hope. Let's hope <laughs> it's out of a hundred. Here we go. Let's see. Oh my god. Oh no. You this are doesn't seem, fucking that doesn't kidding seem me. right. It doesn't seem right. That <laughs> was a six. It's a six. Plus nine. No, plus uh plus eight is your readiness stat. No, nine Support. is our readiness is nine. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so that is a total of fifteen. That feels low, Griffin. It feels low out of a hundred. It feels low. If I got at fifteen on a test, I think I would probably not feel good about myself. It's not. It's not the end of the world. Fifteen. Uh, As a good father, I would still be proud of you, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Presumably, double zero would be the end of the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah but exactly. Griffin, you literally used the phrase catastrophic. Catastrophic. Fifteen uh, is not catastrophic. Fifteen. We'll see what fifteen. Does oh, let's see what fifteen is. Oh, it's ice cream. These these are meant to present you with with opportunities and For growth. foibles. Yes, opportunities. And pain death. is pain is weakness. Death is weakness, leaving the body, it, but in a big way. All of uh, it. All of it. <laughs> all the weakness. All of it all at all once. <laughs> you uh okay. You all have been in the ship sailing for. Uh, a couple hours now, you are uh, about halfway to this this destination. Uh, Guthrie's got- before, Wait, before you say what the result is, yeah. I would like to do some kind of like investigation or perception or something to see if I can like get a better handle on controls in some way. Because right now I feel like like I'm looking for buttons. I'm looking for switches. I'm looking for labels. Yeah. I Well, I don't think you need to roll for that. I think that's something that is going to, you're not going to be able to master that in, in a couple hours, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it, that that is just going to have to be a trial by fire thing. Okay. You all have been sailing for a while. Guthrie knows exactly where to go. He's got beacons and, and maps and, and it has been a bit and you all are in a sort of cloudy part of the ether sea you're you're sort of flying over this wide hilly plain uh and there's a lot of flora just sort of waving around in the currents underneath you and guthrie's up at the helm with with you devo and sort of helping you as you maneuver around these hills and as you are doing that uh, Guthrie yells, stop, 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 stop. And he he grabs the, the sphere and pulls it back and the ship. That was an incredible Griffin McElroy impression. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he brings you all up to the, to the viewport and he points outside. He says, y'all see that? Y'all see that out there? You know what that is? No. He's, uh, he's pointing at this sort of enormous artichoke looking plant that is right at the peak of one of these hills. He points at it and he says, that's a yum nut. This is a Impossible. what? A what Impossible. did you say? What was this word? <laughs> it can't be that. 
That's a yum nut. Big one, too. I'm writing it down. You, you're not going to remember it? You're not going to remember Yum Nut? No, I'm not going to let him fucking backpedal later and be like, it's actually pronounced Yum Nutte. It's like, no, actually, you said fucking Yum Nut. Have some strength of your convictions. Yum Nut is what you put in your world. He Could Zooks do a- Our world, Yum Nut. Could Zooks do a history check? It wouldn't be history. It would be nature. Do a nature Stupid. check. Do a nature check. You're pretty right. good at these. You have proficiency here. Yeah. That is, no, apparently I'm not. That's an eight. This is an easy one. Like, mm, you don't know enough to know its value, although Guthrie seems excited by it. You know that a yum nut is a a source of a spice that is highly coveted in Founder's Wake. Uh, Spices in general are because salt is kind of like actual edible salt is tough to come by. So they need other ways of sort of flavoring their foods. And if you can get a yum nut and, you know, grate it down, one of this size can last you for a long time. And the spice will roll. So you don't you don't necessarily know the best way to harvest it. You don't know exactly how much you'll be able to get for it. But you all do see a sizable yum nut. And he says, I, I mean, I know we got to hurry, but if we grab that, it, it's not that often that you see a yum nut of that size. No, we we got it, y'all. We got to get that yum nut. We we could we could sell it to old Joshy for pretty pretty piece. Okay, then we grab it with the claw, and then we go. Yes, uh, we need to be pretty careful with it if we if we use the claw. The meat of the yum nut is is pretty fragile. Um, well, how big is how, how big is it? Oh, good. Oh, um, hey. Jinx, it's like six feet tall. It's big. Uh, Could we just position the moon pool over it and lower? Um, yeah, sure, you can. For all of these, you know, s- scenarios, I don't have a, a a solution. The salvage claw is for sure a claw that drops down into the ocean and is meant to pick up, you know scrap metal and stuff like that um mm. so it it you would need a, a you know a pretty good role to not damage the merchandise but that would be the probably most straightforward way of doing it since this is what we do we we uh, just kind of float over and then we lower down and uh is inside the ship you grab it oh you're talking about landing on top of this hill and like right. putting interesting yeah i mean you do have these permeable barriers so that is an option and it is attached to something, correct? Uh, yeah, it's attached to the top of this hill. Listen, I love the idea, but this is the first time not only that you've piloted a water vehicle, but actually been in the water. Yes. Do you feel pretty confident you could pull this off? I have been driving now for several hours. Um, There's no shame in letting somebody else try. I mean, do you want to try? Is this absolutely a- not? I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. Okay, well, I, I'm just saying. I, this is the way I see it. I'm not worried because if I damage this, as you say, yum nut, then we are no worse off than we were before we found the yum nut. You know what? Can I say something, Guppy? That's pretty fucking zen. I'm into it. Yes, I'm not worried about this. We get your ship, then we get to explore. We do not need the Yamna. We do not need whatever money the Yamna would bring us. Uh, we just need the ship, and we get that with the art. All right, you're starting to lose me with the accent a little okay, bit. Okay, yes, no, I get, get that. that nut. Yeah, let's get the nut. <laughs> All right. Um, 
you all and I think Zooks could dive down. I do, it doesn't sound like you will necessarily need to, depending on how this piloting understand? goes. He's talking no, about. No, I understand. Okay. I understand. But I mean, I mean, couldn't you use like maybe a spotter? I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's to true. get another set of and eyes. And then out it's going to have to be detached. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you want to start working on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me. Uh, well, do we have any kind of uh, tools or weapons? I don't think he necessarily has look? any kind of bladed. Yeah, some sort of poking stick. You <laughs> a get poking it. stick, <laughs> something. A uh, sword. A, a big old knife. I think a knife is a reasonable. Like the, the, every, ships come equipped with the tools that you need to maintain them, just inherently. Right. Um, so you know, there's probably a a uh, you know a sharp. We have a repair kit, so there's a saw in there or something. So let's let's make this the first rule of ether C. Everybody got a knife. Everybody has at yeah. least one. <laughs> as every, every, as every, everybody has a knife, <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. At any at any point, you could be like, "Oh, I have a knife," because. We're assuming that we're all chilling on places that have basically unlimited knives. So what I want the first rule of either C is everybody has a knife. Here's a everybody has one knife. Everybody first rule of ethers. Everybody has a knife. If you, uh, I will offer you this, uh, Zooks, the repair kit in the cargo bay. You know will have uh, a a like hacksaw, like a handsaw. That will be. Uh, Is that rule two? Not hacksaw Jim not Duggan. Hacksaw yeah, that Jim would Duggan. be. It will have extremely helpful. It will be more helpful in harvesting this thing in a you know smooth and efficient manner. But it will cost you that repair kit, which essentially just makes it like you know automatic to repair one broken. Can system. I just say, Griffin? Thank you for bringing this up because I hate every time I use a saw and when I finish the job, the saw falls apart. <laughs> well, it's going to be covered in yum nut sap, which is oh yeah, extremely no, corrosive. Yeah. You don't have to take I that off I, if you don't want. I don't want to. I think I'll just use a knife. Okay. I think, cool. yeah. I think Zooks will just use a big. Just old your standard knife. issue. Even if the knife knife gets stuck on it, he just dunks that right in the ocean, leaves it there, gets right. another, gets knife. another so knife. Everybody and has a knife everywhere. Uh, and okay, so Amber, where are you going to be during this operation? Um, I feel like probably, um, hmm, maybe spotting on the inside like sure. as another set of eyes because i'm not sure he would necessarily be able to monitor you know it's not like there's like cameras or whatever right in this this move is not right <laughs> a sanctioned yeah. activity so i feel like having a spotter on the inside i like it yeah this is a fun this okay. is a fun way of doing this uh okay then guthrie's gonna stay uh, at the at the helm with you uh devo uh you are you are at, in control but he is uh sort of trying to help any way that he can. Uh, so you lower the ship down fairly fairly close. You're about, you know, uh, 20, 30 feet up. And that's the closest I'll let you get without rolling for it. Zooks, are you uh, tethering yourself in any way? Or are you just sort of free no. down there? No, okay. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. Uh, then you hop through the permeable barrier. Zooks and- does a big old foon. Yeah. What's it? And what's it like uh, for for you underwater, Zooks? Because you know things are obviously different for for the Brynar. You don't need a vapor suit or anything like like that. Is it more comfortable for you in the in the ether oh, sea yeah. than it is being? Yeah, out of I it? think I think I think it's a lot more comfortable for Zooks. Okay, because I think he's he actually moves better, right? And moves faster. I think he would actually have more speed in the water, okay. and he certainly is is you know. 
in in choice. That way, his suit also is not, you know, just using the. It's sort of like when you're in a car and you got the air conditioner on and you have to flip the switch so it's air recirculating inside instead of the. So that's. I think that he loves it. Okay. So I think big foon splash. Down he goes. And you slowly sort of float down to the top of this hill as you land some like of the uh, moss that had sort of collected next to this yum nut uh, splashes up. And what are you doing? What are you uh, trying to do here? I, th- I think can I ask, gonna... Sorry, can I ask Griffin, because this is our first time like in an undersea venture here. Right. What kind of light? Are we? Are there lights on the ship? Is there any light coming through the water? That's, is good. There... That's a good question. Yeah. So there, there are lights on the ship. Um, the water itself is bright. Like the water itself has a sort of luminousness to it, and it's different okay. concentrations in different places. This sort of wide uh, arboreal plane that you're over, it's like daylight. Like you can see, okay, you can great. see fairly well here. Any of those starfish around? Um, no, those seem to be weirdly congregated only around Founder's Wake. Okay. Um, so Zooks. I think now I'm assuming if I'm overstepping, please, please tell sure, me. Sure. I assume they don't have person to person communication. Um, right. We haven't, we haven't really. No, you don't have that right now. So I would. They be, can see, they can see you though through the moon pool. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I think Zooks is going to swim down to the base. Of the uh, yum nut. Okay. <laughs> it's the first time I've said it. And yeah, it feels, feels good, good, right? Do, do, I'm um, worried about how normal it's becoming. Right. That's my only concern. A perception check to kind of look and see, you know, about how it's connected to the to the, uh, the hill. The this, would, this would be an investigation check. Okay. Investigation check. Double digits would be nice for a change. That mm. would be good to see. Oh, 17. Yeah. Uh oh okay it is uh that's the sound of Griffin being surprised that Dad didn't fail <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh what do you know uh it is with an investigation check like that you see that there are basically just roots uh that are jutting you you dust away some of this moss that had grown on this hill uh and and as you clear the moss you see it's it's like a, a a kind of a rocky hill that the roots of this thing have grown into sort of small holes uh in in this uh on on this hill and um it seems like it would be easier to cut through those smaller roots than it would through like the trunk of the yum nut uh so you you figure that that's probably the easiest way to dislodge this whole thing so Zooks heads up to the moon pool, sticks his hat out of the water, and speaks to Amber. Says, uh, "I think it's possible. I think I can start getting it loose. There's a lot of baby roots, ba- baby roots, baby groots. There's not little candy bars or whatever. Um, and and then you know we're off the races. I just wanted to tell you what I was doing to make sure it was okay with you. All right, go for it. Great. See ya." <laughs> Um, swims back down, and I think when he touches the yum nut, he gets this, you know, with his telepathy, gets just like yeah, a real wife? weird, you know, he has, the. that's how he communicates, is with a very, very rudimentary kind of contact telepathy. Okay. 
I mean, that's the only way I can think. Yeah, I mean, you... we haven't really talked about how Brian Art talk. I like it. Um, and so I think when he gets down amongst those baby roots and he gets the knife out to start prying, he puts his uh, hand on the base of the yum nut and just gets this really awful feeling like it's sickening, like it's not pleasant. Roll a, um, roll a wisdom check. 17. Good rolls, dad. Thanks. Okay. We'll sit on that. That 17. You you are making short work of these these baby roots, and you do feel this sympathetic uh, wave of emotion that is very strong, and it is one of almost sh- of shock and surprise. Uh, Devo, you yes. are at the helm, uh, and Guthrie is saying, okay, I cannot stress this enough. Like... Like you're petting the smallest, sickest kitten with some sort of like bone illness that is you're f- afraid. I understand you are using, you are making me nervous, and nervous will not help. I need to be relaxed. Just let me do this. Don't, why are you making a big deal out of this yum nut? They're just, they taste so good. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you space to work. He takes a step back. Thank you. So how do I... Can our eight? <laughs> they can. Um, they, they, they can. There's a hole for that. <laughs> 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 There's a... Wait a minute. Rule number two of yeah. E3C. There's, There's a, a hole, hole for that. For that. Yep. There's a hole for that. Okay, uh, what am I? What do I need to roll and do? And so, when you are piloting the ship, there is a single stat that you uh, will use, and that is the speed stat, which is determined by the you know propulsion engine of your of your ship. Uh, that is a sort of static modifier here. So you can see for Dreams of Deborah, the speed is a plus six. So okay. you just roll a d twenty. And we'll add six, and uh, you, you'll use that stat for a few things. But for right now, it's basically seeing if you can, you know, accomplish this maneuver of lowering the ship down. Before I roll, yes, with the guidance coming from Amber in the moon pool and uh, Zooks on the ground, do um, I have advantage? How does that benefit me? I will. Uh, you don't have adv- uh, I'll give you a plus two. I'll give you your proficiency bonus. On the roll. Okay. So it's a plus eight total, whatever you roll. All right, that is a 16. Okay. Plus six, uh, plus two, so a 24. Okay, you bring this thing down so easy. Uh, there's not necessarily landing gear, but uh, like pegs can pop out of the bottom of the ship to offer sort of different... Um, different platforms for it to sit on to keep it, you know, flat, keep it horizontal. It's uh, like one of those toys you can push your hand into. And it makes yes, it's exactly like one of those those pin face toys. Uh, and so you bring the ship down and Zook's like, I think it's so smooth, in fact, that you don't even notice as the moon pool kind of falls around you. And now the, the top of this hill that has the yum nut on it is inside of the ship. And Amber, you see as water is now kind of rolling off of Zooks uh, and, and the yum nut. Zooks, give me a sleight of hand roll as you sort of uh, c- continue cutting cutting through this thing. 
I knew the good times would stop. <laughs> that's a that's a five. Okay, uh, you are trying to sever the the roots, and you're well. I I, I think he's been trying to like pry them up. Yeah, with sure. The knife. That's fair. Yeah, no. you you are you are prying through the roots, and you're about halfway through. And Amber, you can sort of see the yum nuts start to wobble a little bit. Mm. And your knife, Zooks, it slips as you are trying to pry through a particularly tricky root, and it goes into a crack in the rock uh, below. And the ground shakes when you do that. And from the helm, Devo, you see a lot of the arbor in the ground start to shift and you see uh, just a cloud, a swarm of, of moss and grimy debris uh, starts to float upwards. And from the ground, Devo, you see a long, long figure lift itself up and then it curves backwards. And as it does, all of the growth just sort of sloughs off of it. And as this figure turns towards you, you realize that it is the face of an enormous, monstrous turtle. And unfortunately, this yum nut was growing right on its back. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks. We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah, can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. Mm 